0: yabba dabba do, motherfuckers! <laughs> it's your boy, uh, Pasta. It's the, it's the Pasta no. boy. What's my name again? Make black a right now. <laughs> we go. Make uh,
1: Um, <laughs> we should redo this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm keeping it in. <laughs> Gotta let you know, we only have one mic. We also only have one pair of headphones. And of course, I can't hear anymore because that was loud <laughs> as fuck.
0: Yabba dabba do, motherfuckers. <laughs> I, I, I quiet it down, cause it. Can we do it again, please? <laughs> Yabba dabba do, motherfuckers. Welcome to the town of Bedrock. Uh, I'm your boy uh Black and Fred Flintstone. I got uh I got my Barney Rubble right here.
1: Why did you just automatically assume I was Barney Rubble, bro? Uh, cause
0: cause I was Fred Flintstone.
1: Yeah, but like I didn't have to be in the Flintstones show. There's a bunch of those shows. Who makes that show again?
0: It's Hanna. H- yeah. Hanna, Hanna
1: Barbera. I could have been any Hanna barbera I could have been fucking Shaggy. Be could have been know. anybody. <laughs>
2: so, but if, in that uh, sort of breakdown, does that make me Dino? Is that?
0: Mm-mm. Bro, you're fucking Bam Bam, dog, without question. Come on, dude. Bam Bam's tight as fuck. I mean,
1: look Just at that fucking ponytail on the top yeah, of your yeah, head. You're either Bam Bam or. Pebbles so pick one.
0: <laughs> <not> two, so. <laughs> <laughs> you can be you can be uh you can be Wilma dude. Wilma's a dope ass character. She has a lot of she has a lot of backstory.
1: What's wrong, dude? Are you are you worried? Come on, bro. Is is are you are you being sexist right now?
0: Wait, what the, what the are you hell, being dude?
1: sexist right now? One thousand percent I am being <laughs> <serious>. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're just gonna let everyone know that past the mic does not hold the same beliefs that he does. <laughs> for all the for all the sponsors that we have coming in. Which, speaking of which, guys, special announcement. Oh, first, fu- <laughs> first fucking. Uh, First fucking sponsor, dude, uh not quip uh the other That's them. The other toothbrush <laughs> is taken over past the mic. All right, you know how you get that toothbrush. One
2: out of five dentists have heard
1: about it. One out of five <laughs> dentists have heard me about it on this podcast. I'm the first one to do anything with it. It's actually uh, uh I made a square squarespace uh to make my own <laughs> toothbrush thing. I have one brush, I've used brush. it, I've used the brush, I'm sending it to you. <laughs> go on to myusedbrush.net. I'll slash be there. <laughs> slash Squarespace.Wix. And I will be sending you my used toothbrush. No toothpaste. You got to buy that on your own. Um, don't sue me anyone. And... Uh, Soon enough, I'll be able to get some, some music to put behind these, but that's the first one, guys. One of many. They'll be coming. I'll, I'll let the other guys do some sponsor spots later on in, in other episodes. Uh, who, who, who knows? We might have another one in this episode. Might have copy. Stay tuned. No, I, I refuse copy. That's Go what's ahead. caused it to take so long to get one now. I'm like, no, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. And so I had to make my own sponsorship, cool. and that's why <laughs> I'm paying myself. We're floundering, guys. We have no money. <laughs>
0: We are, are hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging funds.
1: <laughs> we're, not, we're not like Jay-Z where he uh, makes his own alcohol and he buys it himself at his own club. Uh, instead, uh, I am wasting a lot of money on this Squarespace shit. Please don't sue me. And, uh, <laughs> and,
0: and Wix. I put them both together. Speaking of Jay-Z, I want to know something. This is random. But if anyone is listening and they know this question, does everyone in Jay-Z's inner circle have title? Even if they don't want it. Because for one, I, I wouldn't fucking want it. Like I, Spotify's ten times better. I don't give a shit about his music to have it.
1: Beyonce shits on other
0: platforms on, yeah. now.
1: <laughs> the artists on title don't have title.
0: <laughs> I, you know what? I waited for Lemonade. I don't even like Lemonade that much, but I, but I love that song Freedom. It's a good ass song to run to. I waited. I shit you not, two years because up until that point, I just listened to the to the iPod, but the the uh, iTunes sample. Does that mean you waited two years to run? Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> I didn't run for well, two I, years because well, I needed that song. Well, I ran for 30 seconds at a time. Like that—that's all the sample was for. I was like, "Fuck it, dude, it's done."
1: I ran so far away. Fuck. Is that a Beyonce song? All right, now we're that me. Mean, that means we're switching up gears, I guess. With that okay. shit right there, flock of seagulls nonsense, bruh. They're on <laughs> title though. Flock of seagulls is definitely on title. <laughs> <laughs> They're the only people that own Tidal, is, is Flock of Seagulls. What, what, they were like, that's the only music sharing app that we have, is Tidal.
0: What if the Jonas Brothers only came back on Tidal? I would dude. I don't know what I would do. That, that would
1: hurt. Jay-Z really should have signed them. Yeah, he should the have fuck? found them and been like, please come back on Tidal, because you're the only thing that's going to
0: keep Hove, this fucking app I afloat. Sw- Hov, I swear to you, dog. I would have, if if he brought them back exclusively on Tidal, I would have gone to the future, got my yeah. child, and yeah. sold it to them. Yeah, the, <laughs> not 000. much has changed, but uh, everyone's dead. <laughs> but everyone died, actually. <laughs> Andrew, great-great-great-granddaughter, she's dead as well. She's, she's, oh, okay. she's looking fine. In the
1: grave, in the grave yeah, but dies. in the grave. Do you really think in that long of time people are still going to be burying themselves? I think cremation's, like, taking over, dude.
2: If people still actually die because they're not, like, robots and shit.
1: Damn, man. Yeah. I all, know, dude. Fuck. I need I'll to smoke want. some before this conversation. <laughs> We're about to get Joe Rogan up in this bitch. Speaking of which, second sponsor, Joe Rogan Experience. <laughs> he's sponsoring us. He really believes, guys. Is he here? He's 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 in here, but in my isolation chamber. I gave him some mushrooms and he's he's having a day back there. So, he'll come out and give us a sponsor spot soon. <laughs> All right, I, th- I think that's enough bullshittery, right, for now. <laughs> I think that was maybe 20 minutes in, it feels like. Um, let's get to the topic at hand. Hopefully, we're not too fucking loud, because I'm sure too quiet oh, is we, the normalcy.
0: We are going to be too loud. I'm just going to tell you that right now.
1: I feel, I feel like the volume always stays really loud at the front end, and then the back end, we, we get a Sit little loud. subdued. Yeah, sure <laughs> we we have too much thought process going on while this is all improvisation nonsense.
2: The front end is uh, very goofy hmm so
1: for sure so so let's do this all right um today we're, we're, we're going over some news that's basically this is like a current event episode all right um so to get us started obviously we got to put in some groundwork to let everybody listening know what's going on yeah. in the world um so obviously let's start with the stuff that y'all already know we all ride uh, Marvel's dick pretty hard.
0: Yeah, for so, sure, for yeah, sure. Yeah, without yeah, question. Yeah, so,
1: so let's get that out of the way. Yeah. We all know this. Um, trying to do this from a position of devil's advocacy, um, but just recently, uh, Martin Scorsese, uh, a critically acclaimed director of fucking countless, like thirty films. Goodness gracious! So many. A lot of critically acclaimed films in their own he right. also,
0: fun fact, a lot of people don't know this, he directed the music video for Michael Jackson's Bad. The iconic Scorsese Zoom is in, uh, is in Bad. <laughs>
1: the, the Scorsese Zoom itself.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, I have it pulled up here. Uh, I got a little excited about it. Um, when asked about the Marvel films, Martin Scorsese, the venerated director behind Taxi Driver and Goodfellas is not a fan of Marvel movies, Quote, I don't see them, unquote, Scorsese told Empire Magazine when asked if he watches the popular superhero films. I tried, you know, but that's not cinema. Honestly, the closest I can think of them, as well made as they are, okay, with actors doing the best they can under the circumstances, is theme parks. It isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. Um, And I think there's at least one response
1: on this page as well, but we'll get to that in a little bit So yeah, that's that's the the overall theme is specifically that quote coming from a critically acclaimed director uh, Basically being quoted in an article that he It's not for him. We'll give him the benefit of saying it's not for him. That's specifically what what he says. It's not for me Um, so we can get that, but it's it's the, it's the, speci- the specifics of saying it's not cinema, right. which is less opinion at that point from saying it's not for me and then making a bold statement uh, that it does not count as something like that, which I get it's not on the same level, I suppose, as the cinema he tries to make, which um, a lot of them kind of have a similar vibe when it comes to like neo noir style yeah. films where yeah they're all extremely uh grounded um you know no one's going to outer space mm-hmm. um but the issue at hand <laughs> is that he specifically discounts them as cinema spe- for being um what was the quote again it's not uh it's it's not individuals
2: um here. Uh, It it isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. Um, And I'll go ahead and and say uh, one thing I see kind of just out of the gate of sort of combing through this finally and like reading it word by word is um, the, you know, not to start an attack or anything, but there is a sort of form of hypocrisy here a little bit. Because to say you don't see the movies, but you know they're well made, I don't know. It's just this seems like to me this seems like a a a circumstance of someone a little bit of a talking out of their ass, Mm -hmm. but not like I don't know. I feel like a lot of celebrities when it comes to talking about themselves and their work can be sort of deflectionary. Mm -hmm. So I can read a little bit of that in that. In what he's mm-hmm. saying verbatim, but even still.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, for me, man, like, I, th- I think, I, I, I mean, full disclosure, I, I love Martin Scorsese. I don't love him any less. There's, sure. a, there's at least three of his three movies from his filmography that are in my top of all time, at least in my top five, you know? And so, like, that being said, I, I have the opinion that, like, and, and, and like, it's happened with friends sometimes, where, like, we'll get in a debate about a movie. And then, you know, well I'll I'll be like, well like, remember this part? And they'll be like, Oh, I didn't see it, you know? And it's like, wait, so you you like didn't see the movie that we were debating and it's like, no, and it's like well then why are you arguing with me? Like like the idea that he's like, Oh, I haven't seen any of these, but like to me, like this is what they are, I feel like makes his argument null and void, even though he's Martin Fucking Scorsese. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, and so it's does like,
2: play the sort of political game.
0: Right. And and to me, like I think that's the most disheartening part is that, like, I think people continue to sort of. I mean, I've done this before, you guys both know, but like, people continue to sort of like paint this picture of a movie or a franchise or whatever in sort of this negative light that, you know, from their perspective. But it's like, it doesn't come from a place of like, oh, I've experienced this, I've viewed this, this is how I took this in. It just comes from a place of, oh, I rejected it off right, and this is what I feel like it is. But I feel like. We can't keep doing that because, I, I, you know, I think that, that gives people a chance to just, like, write shit off without having seen it. And, and it doesn't give people who actually have seen it and, like, do have an actual opinion on it, it doesn't give them really a chance to, to get, to get I guess, ground in an argument, so to speak, you know? Yeah, I think that's,
1: that's part of the biggest issue is, for one, a question like that, they're always leading it's almost like it's almost like interviewers these days are like looking for that that buzz like uh, quote that someone gets because that question towards Martin Scorsese should have meant nothing.
0: Right. Basically, yeah. should
1: have been like, "Oh, I haven't seen them." Right. And like that would have been enough to answer that question. It's the fact that he they're basically like looking for inflammatory. Things to say from a claimed director to possibly say something that could be negative or hey could he bolster this like it doesn't really matter what he says it will be newsworthy because you're asking him a question that like doesn't really matter to him either way like either he doesn't watch them and that's fine or he does watch them and that's fine and he could like them or not like them but because of who he is it means more to the general cosmos of who's listening to it. And I feel like that's what gets a lot of people in trouble is because Mm -hmm. they'll say something and then it's going to be divisive no matter what. Because there are are people that fucking hate the Marvel movies for similar reasons. Like, they probably... But most most of the time, they haven't even seen them. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it kind of takes their argument out of account. It's like, if you haven't seen them other than you seeing basically trailers, which through the trailers you can tell they're well-made. Right. And then from that effect, you can't just automatically assume that it's not characters understanding other characters in a realistic way just because they might not be realistic characters. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, Thor is a god. Rocket is a raccoon. But in most of the recent films, they've all had... Crazy character arcs that change them fundamentally Mm -hmm. like yeah in the latest uh, in in Endgame Thor gets a fucking beer gut but it's and it's hilarious but it is all grounded in something that makes a lot of sense for his character arc and actually feels like he's like he he has some more depth to being like oh shit Mm -hmm. he's not just this god of thunder he's he's taken down even emotionally, by something that happened in his life, which happens to all of us. It's something right. that people who haven't seen the films don't understand could easily be uh, relatable to people. Rocket right. loses Groot, and even though Groot only says three words, it like you understand through their relationship that it become it was a relationship that is like unbroken bonds. Like mm-hmm. you saw a raccoon cry and you were like, "Yeah,
0: yeah it hurts yeah. me a
1: little bit." Yeah. Like, I get it. And then later, even just the thought of the writers coming out, oh, yeah, the last I am Groot that Groot says in Infinity War is him saying, Dad? Yeah. And it's like, oh, just hearing that be like, oh, well, fuck you then. Right, <laughs> like, right. screw, well, right. cool. screw you yeah. for destroying yeah. us emotionally after the movie even came out. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the thing is, like, you know
2: when... You kind of touched on this, but, like, you know when... Someone's asking him that question. It's like they know the reaction will be that it'll be reactionary. It'll be an attack. It'll be like, you know, either he's right on the money with people that don't like Marvel, or it's like he has no clue what he's talking about, which is people that are all for Marvel. And like, yeah, a lot of the points you bring up. You know, the the uh, the, the cool thing about uh, the the bro, quote quote bro Thor, is yeah. <laughs> the official term for fat Thor. Um, the thing that to me is so cool about that arc is that like they follow that line to sort of represent trauma Mm -hmm. really like that's what it's sort of there for and then one of the things that brings him out of that trauma is that he actually gets to see his mother and like really talk and he hasn't been able to talk for years Mm -hmm. and like no one understands what he's going through and like he just holds all this stuff in and he lets it build up and he's and he's like I mean a multi-movie arc where you see him just take shit mm-hmm. and then he he just gets to see his mother one last time and he just fucking breaks and it's like that's not a psychological emotional tale mm-hmm. like I kiss my ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and
0: I, I think, I'll be honest, I think that feeds into like a greater stigma on just, like, yeah. on comics in general, right? Because like, look, it's like, okay, I, I think there's something to be said about like the longevity that comics ha- have, but a lot of people are just like, oh, like, they're superheroes and therefore like kids. Like, they, they all they do is just blow shit up and, and fucking fight monsters, but it's like, there's, there's so much real human shit going on that, that people have like, they are not privy to. Like, I've had numerous conversations with people who are like, you know what, like, they should, you know what, if comics were really, like, blah, 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 they should tackle this. And I'd be like, oh, they tackled that in this 1985 issue of Green Lantern, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I think people, because, like, for one, like, growing up, I didn't didn't know that. I didn't know that, like, there was, like, really hella relatable stories uh, with these characters. But, like, I think, like, as I grew up, I mean, Spider Man's my favorite. Everybody who listens to the show knows Spider Man's my favorite. Like I grew up relating to Peter Parker, but in the but in the moment it wasn't like, oh, I relate to him. I just sort of like had this instinctual connection and when I got older I was like, oh my God, like I, I really feel like I relate to him. And I think I think that happens to a lot of people. And I think unless you've had that, unless that unlocks inside of you, you just don't you just don't get it. You know what I'm saying? I mean and not to be like, oh like they just don't get it. Like I you know, like I, I I think it's, but I I also not not to sort of like exclude anyone and be like oh like, you know you haven't experienced this get the fuck out but it's you know it's it's a very specific thing because I think from from a different perspective, it looks like a, like a different beast if that makes any sense.
2: Yeah, and it was like I was literally somebody shared this on Facebook earlier and I was reading it. It's like it's a it's a panel by panel of a, a run of front in an issue of Deadpool. Mm-hmm this girl's like going to commit suicide she's like standing on the roof of a building and uh, Deadpool walks up to her and he's like hey what are you doing like hey don't jump off of this building you want to go to Parker Foundations it's like two blocks away Uh, that's like the perfect place to like throw yourself off the top of a building like that's where you want to be and uh, he like starts asking her he's fucking with her and he's just asking her all these questions like you know what is it you know uh, is it a boy is it a girl like is it a guy like what's going on like you know really deadpooling it up and he basically kidnaps her and takes him along with him to, like, kick ass and just beat a bunch of bad guys. And then he, like, drops off at an emergency room and he's like, I've been texting them the whole night. They're ready to see you. Mm. I think you need to go in and listen to what they have to say because they can help you and I can't. And, like, he walks in, and, like, she gets settled and he's like, unkilling someone is way harder than what I do on a regular basis. Mm. And I just read all that and I'm like... "Wow." Damn! This is like I'm on the. I think I was like in the bathroom. I'm like reading this on my phone. I'm like, oh my god! And like, too, and it's you know? Deadpool. Like, this is like Ryan Reynolds shooting people in the butthole. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the yeah. There, there's in in one of the articles I've read, they they bring up a a, a past quote that he had where he was talking about uh, the films that have come out like recently like from the 70s he was specifically bringing like that with with the advent of rocky and star wars and the spielberg pictures Mm -hmm. and exclaiming that those are like morally uplifting and theater that makes you feel good and like that on the worst side they're sentimental and lies and that's a problem um and then later on he even says like Perhaps there are people even among those in charge who would rather not deal with the heavy human emotional soup in any way, but a cool, detached way. And it's like I, I, I find that I find that to be very like telling for what in general comes to his most recent quote, which has him saying like it's not cinema that is, has human beings trying to convey emotional psychological experiences to like to another human being mm-hmm. and then examples like that where, like, it's literally dealing with suicide. And, yeah, it might be cool or funny or something, but I find that a more creative way to talk about serious issues, to talk about uh, death in Thor and his mother and how, like, he was distraught after that because he never really got closure with his own mother. And now he's getting it after the fact. And watching someone deal with that after also being torn down emotionally and mentally by what had just recently happened in the past five years seeing literally in Endgame one of the first sequences is a group of people in a round talking about what to do after the five years it's like one of the crazy it's like one of the wildest portions of Captain America's uh, conversations that he has in general is him as a citizen talking to other citizens they are not glorifying him it's been five years after he feels they failed as avengers Mm -hmm. assuming everyone at this talk kind of believes it Mm -hmm. they're like that's y'all's job and y'all didn't do it but he's the one saying we like if we if we don't do something what was their death worth and you feel him also feel that And then you see throughout the entire film him dealing with it. He makes his final decision to not return after he takes the stones back solely based off the selfish reason of, like, I couldn't live with it. I couldn't live with losing the person that I love more than anything else. I'm going to go back and have that that love that I missed out on. You feel that the whole time. He's not just this... Guy with a shield that fights, like he right. has become something over ten years, and someone who hasn't paid attention would never know that. Right. Would never right. know the development that they've someone had. Someone hasn't
0: given it a chance.
1: Yeah, and yeah. and that's the thing. We're we're not we're not belittling ever, anyone for not giving it a chance. It's just it's the fact that someone can go forward and say something that can seem so inflammatory, or just in general putting something down without ever actually knowing anything about it like I haven't seen all of Martin Scorsese's movies. I've enjoyed all of them that I have seen, but it's like I wouldn't just go. I haven't seen all of them, so I think I wouldn't even say I think they're all the same. Right. right I think right. they all hit the same notes. I think they all tackle the same issues and or or even say I think they're all good. Like people have stinkers. It happens yeah. to most people. Um he was didn't direct it, but he was even a voice in Shark Tales, so not lots of times his, <laughs> his fucking judgment is not necessarily great and dollar signs can do a lot for someone's career depending on where they're headed oh, dude,
0: but amazing.
1: Hey, fuck that <laughs> sponsored by Shark <laughs> I told Enjoy. you it would come again perfect segue in theaters <laughs> in
0: theaters, theaters 2003 in 2003
1: <laughs> But no,
2: I think uh, also Thor and Thor: The Dark World. Just saying. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're stinkers. Yeah, yeah. They exist. They uh, exist. Yeah, I do. I like it much better than the first one. Anyways, too. Um, people call me crazy for that. Anyways, the, the one thing, the one thing that I kind of clung to when you were talking about that was uh, that word you used when you were quoting the original. Uh, was he said detached? He like they look at it in a detached way. Uh. Something to that effect. It was like, as opposed to a, like... Yeah, it's a... Like a...
1: Deal with the heavy human emotional soup in a way, but a cool, detached mm-hmm. way. Like, cool, that's what cool, they do detached instead of way. dealing with it. So,
2: um, I just... I don't... There's two things. One, I kind of see where that's the assumption, but two, I think what it, look, we're, we're literally talking about here is that it, there's not... It's less that it's detached and it's more so that there are certain things that are so human and so uh, deep that even the best writers among us today understand that they permeate even through to superhumans and mm-hmm. superheroes and and I think that's one of the but well, it is honestly one of the things that I think people have come to appreciate about this some of this like last few legs of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that stakes are real and Whereas in the past it was kind of sort of you know, well we can just make another copy of that character or mm-hmm. we can just bring somebody back to life. We can just now it's gotten into more of a thick kind of shit can go down at any time mentality and and that not only does that help, but it also goes to show that like these things don't continue to, they don't not continue to pay off because there is something to be said for, which is, you know, what I think is interesting about the entire topic of RDJ and an Oscar, but that's, I feel like, a different conversation. But the, the, when you take into consideration the fact that it's not just one character in one movie, which is what most people get the award for. Right. And, and, and in all honesty, it's actually one character in several movies playing an arc out across multiple amounts of time and like you know if like i'm at work and i'm paying for something and it's a big thing but we're going to own it i don't tag it for the studio until like the last time we pay it Mm -hmm. so i think if you were going to give robert downey jr an oscar for playing this character it should be the last time he plays it right yeah it just makes logical sense and, and that's what's interesting about that argument because it's really what I think has come to be the big uh, sort of je ne sais quoi-like secret ingredient of the MCU, which is these characters just exist. Right, 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 And they do have stakes and they do have things that happen in their lives that are emotional and are ebb and, the ebb and flow of life and are oh shit, I haven't seen my daughter in five years and oh shit. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen my mom since she was dead. and Oh shit, I won't get to see my daughter grow up, and you know it's right, it's right, crazy right. shit. Yeah. Like it's fucked. Like it's kind. of Some of it's really sad. Yeah. Um. But yeah, to just write that off, I think is somewhat irresponsible, especially considering you just haven't seen the movies. Yeah. I, you know, it's kind of it's kind of really no bueno in my in my right.
0: world. Like you were saying earlier. I agree. I wanna I wanna sort of like ask pose this question mm. for each of you. So it's sort of twofold. Mm-hmm. First things first, I wanna give props to him. So like name even if even if you have if you've only seen two of his movies, name your favorite Scorsese movie. But also I have a question: if if, if you were friends with Scorsese, right? And you're like, okay, hey, I know I see what you're saying, but I wanna show you this arc or the, you know this movie or whatever from the MCU, or even just talk to him about it, explain it. What would you choose? What character would you choose? What movie would you choose? Maybe, maybe you know, what two movies? What three movies would you choose? Like, like to, wait, to to sort of to sort of like show him, like, right to show be like, hey, face. like, like, hey, like, this is this is me sort of you know showing you like, hey, like, this, what you said in my opinion is objectively wrong, and let me show you what it is. I think for me, honestly, I mean, you you explaining it, I think I would go with Cap, dude. I think Cap is such like the arc that he goes through in all the movies is such a cool like. Interesting, like character change for um, for somebody who starts out as like sort of like this boy scout for the government, sort of going through this change of like doesn't really trust his government, and, and like Slick becomes his own man with his own ideals and his own beliefs. And I think I think just just in general, dude. Like like oh, you do the whole trilogy, right, right? Cause like even like I think Joe Russo explained it really in a, in a really cool way. Cap in in game, he called him a veteran. In that movie, yeah. and I and I fuck so hard with that because like yeah. I think he has seen sort of like all the shit that like he believed in sort of like take shape in a good way, but also that shit kind of come back to him in a in a way where it's like yeah, all right, maybe right, yeah, yeah, um. So that's that's what I would do. What about what about you guys? Whoever, whoever wants to, um. I would. Oh, I didn't even say my favorite I think my favorite is Goodfellas. It's between Goodfellas, with Wall Street, and The Departed, but I think Goodfellas <laughs> is fucking. God, I love Goodfellas so. Let much. me name five of his movies, and then those are the ones that are my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh.
1: So the questions were again, n- name a m- name favorite your favorite, favorite movie West by Western Scorsese, movies. and then like, case with. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, I don't. I don't know about like a full movie that would necessarily like. Prove to him that something could be there. Um, I feel like one of the one of the funniest things that I always go back to that gets me. I have a lot of emotional attachment to anything like between a father and their child, Mm -hmm. like whatever emotion comes from that, whether whether that's uh, like sadness or anything like that. Relationship is something that like for some reason gets me really hard if I'm ever emotional. Um, So one sequence specifically would be in Endgame when Scott Lang comes back. Yeah, dude. Like oh. that, that is one of the craziest little like two minutes. Yeah, it's like two minutes. Right. Literally, we never see that actress again. Yeah, yeah. That is one sequence in a hallway and a doorframe. And just that moment, I'm like, that that's great. Yeah. Like that's incredible. You How? feel the you feel the levity in that one sequence, very few lines of just this man that we've we've known over two films now like his own feature lengths and then getting to know his daughter and their relationship and how that's his only emotional connection like he's well, yeah. he's maintaining his like uh, like the fact like he's he's trying to go straight on everything right. because of his daughter is the
0: only thing that sticks around everything
1: wow. else in his life is fucked up his wife yeah. is gone Mar- married a new guy like yeah. he has to hang around like and just endure that which i'm sure is something that a lot of people have like can relate to being like yeah like that fucking and sucks. Even, even
0: hope and hank dip out in the second one they're like yeah fuck you for going off with Kat.
1: exactly and then so when he gets back just seeing for one him even before he sees her again chasing that lead down and making sure like oh my god my daughter better not be on this list right. of the dis- like the disappeared i think is what it's called or something the vanished, the vanished like making sure and then instead he sees his own name and he's like oh shit and then we don't even see him go through looking through the book to find her finds her and all you get is that sequence and that emotional <laughs> that emotional drop of both of them seeing each other and yeah. being so confused right yeah. how overjoyed they are and just an embrace and i'm like yeah that gets me yeah. like just seeing that i don't understand how you can be like all right if, if if they can pull that with literally like three lines and two minutes of actual f- screen time, you can kind of assume that it's not just what he calls a theme park where all you do is just spectacle to watch. Like that was a specifically character-driven, small little arc in one giant film. Right. Like it it can have nuance everywhere. They're not just these larger than life people. That is a man without his superpowers at that point. That is a yeah. man stripped to his bare and being like, oh my God, this the only thing that matters to me is figuring this out. And yeah, it's not like they deal with that the entire film, I guess, but like people grow, people change all the time. It's not just a slice of life. Like they have a lot more to it, which makes it grand because they have setups that require a lot of movement and foundation. Um, I'd probably say my uh, my favorite would be probably between Wolf of Wall Street and Shutter Island. Shutter I mean Island obviously both both Leo performances, which yeah like fucking go dude. yeah I mean of course so that that makes it even better just because of the the actor that is implemented in that their their director actor relationship is probably one of the greatest yeah, yeah, that sure. go right now. Um, and. Still, I would akin that to anything that um, Michael B. Jordan and Ryan Coogler. Coogler do. Yeah. Like, yeah, they've only done one so far <clears throat> together in the MCU. Yeah, but the fact that you you don't you don't see the same type of connection mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, they, they get it. They're trying to strive harder than just a theme park on screen. Like every sequence with uh, Michael B. Jordan and his father like that that yeah. sequence when he goes into the uh, the the dream realm or whatever right man yeah that's great like like the, the everything that comes through these actors is not just cut and paste cut and dry i know it's a formula but it's only a formula to figure out how we can make these work properly but right. then jumping but then jumping straight to
0: assuming that it's not right. not
1: worth watching right um
0: if I can add one yeah. thing to that, yeah, I just speaking of Black Panther, that's another one where like, holy like, I think a big reason why the Black community rallied around that movie was because like, the, the mm-hmm. I like taking taking <laughs> taking taking yeah. Eric Killmonger and making him like a product of like, yeah. hey, like there was this prosperous nation of Wakanda that could have protected us from all this injustice, and it just fucking abandoned me. And I'm a and the scene where he's where he like sees his father and he's like, there's no tears for me, and he's like, he's like, dude, like. That's just life. People die every day. His father is so heartbroken because he's like, "Oh my God! Like, like you, you, you are a callous, you know? That is a result of like this America that you live in that has just made you so desensitized to losing people close to you in your life, and like that. That shit is so fucking real. To me. like, I, I was floored when that when I when you know when that happened in the movie because I was just like, this is, this is this is really hitting on something that like a lot that like a lot of other movies." Even that aren't in the MCU, just fucking don't. You know what I'm saying? I, a lot of times it's very surface level with it, but I think that is such a really cool exploration of like the sort of mentality of something like that. So,
2: so a that's kind of the almost exact same thing that goes is going oh. on in Shazam. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 It's like I totally watched that last night. Anyways, um, it's like the exact same thing. Um, next is, oh gosh, what was I gonna say? Well, there's the one thing too on the comment about the theme park thing he said. Uh, that was, like, Simu Liu's... Uh, Shang, the guy who's playing Shang-Chi, his response was, you know, like, I like theme parks. Like, theme parks are fun. Right. Asshole. <laughs> um, oh, uh, third, Michael B. Jordan will definitely be in Space Jam 2. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, you better work on this fucking
0: crossover because Bugs Bunny don't play around. We're the monsters! <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, that's Michael B. Jordan now. Um, <laughs> i die. It'll be amazing. Michael B. Jordan and LeBron
1: James. Um... Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're tight bro I can't even I can't even wait to have the acting chops of Michael B. Jordan try to help out LeBron because I mean <laughs> he's, he's done a couple things and I'm like alright he's got it there he just but needs someone he, to help oh, him go, out him LeBron. he needs
2: Michael B. Jordan to he's give him well, lessons he's,
0: he's, he's <laughs> solid train wrecked, dude
2: um, but yeah so I'm going to start with first my movie um, I think I think I've come from an angle of like what would captivate Martin Scorsese so I think if I had to pick one thing specially.
0: Is it Marvel Studios These Nuts? Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> I had um. to. I'm so sorry. I had to. I'm so sorry. All
1: right, and now it's uh it's Jeremy's turn to uh sponsor spot These Nuts.
0: These nuts. Uh so These Nuts, it's a really cool, uh really cool website that uh just brings these nuts. Uh, right to your doorstep, dude. However you want them. You want them on a plate? Got these nuts on a plate. You want them in a shoebox? Got these nuts in a shoebox. Uh, if you if you enter the code uh, these underscore nuts uh, on their website, you'll get 0% off. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, these nuts, these nuts. Yeah, it'd be really fucked up to get
1: a percentage off of your nuts. That'd be oof. You want, you want 10% of my nuts on a plate?
0: Please don't. Well, it's, I mean, like they come in, they come in large portions. So, like, I, it's, it's like, you know, you, you'll get it. But like, yo, I, 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 don't want all these nuts for myself. I, I, I would like to share this with somebody. So, like, if you know your portions, don't over, don't over, don't overbuy what you can't handle. You know what I'm saying? Of these nuts.
2: <laughs> don't order more of these nuts than you can handle. I think that's a good log line for the company. These, These our, nuts. Yeah. <laughs> These, These our, nuts. That's
1: our title card for this episode. Diddy <laughs> nuts. Bing.
2: <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think you would want to pick something that, like, specially would captivate Martin Scorsese. I think. And I think in that vein, I would probably. I, I hear you on the Captain America, but I would probably just give him Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Because nice. honestly, I think he could, you could pick, he could pick up the threads mm-hmm. well enough and like that would be the thing that I think would probably captivate him and show him that like him. this is, yeah, I didn't mean to do I'm that, so but n- no, it's I cool. Did. I'm happy I did it. Yeah, I'm not ashamed of myself I'm very at all. Happy you did it. Um, but no, I I just think that would be a thing that would he would really speak to like his sensibilities. You know, kind of crime drama and like thriller and like Yeah, dude, yeah, dude, who, who, who done sure. it? Like kind of, but it's I don't know. You it's know like what I mean? Like it's kind of thriller, like political dude. bullshit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, I fuck with that. And favorite Scorsese is uh, is a tie between The Departed fuck yeah. and this is probably gonna surprise you a little bit, but Wolf of Wall Street.
0: Nice! My God! As
2: I've gotten a little older and like... My God! You know, one of the things is, is uh, it's so quotable. Yeah, it's very It's quotable. really like, it's really dude, I swear to God, whenever whenever I'm at work and me and my boss are like, just not having a good day. Like, just a frustrating day. He'll just slam the fucking keyboard on his computer and he's like, on new, day, <laughs> on new issue day! On new issue day! A cocksucker, mother, cocksucking <laughs> motherfucking, <laughs> motherfucking new issue day! And I'm just like... God, yeah. damn it! And like, uh, I was like, i the gold <laughs> But yeah, um, I think I wagged like that a little bit. I'm gonna pass this there. But
0: fun fact: the fish actually shit in Jonah Hill's mouth when he put it in his mouth. Oh, it's a real fish, God. and it straight up defecated in his mouth. Wow. Uh, Coming <laughs> c- next
1: week on the pod, we're gonna have the fish that shit in Jonah Hill's mouth on the <laughs> oh, podcast. Man, I'm so excited. I can't Boy, wait to get. I can't a a wait to get him his pasta name.
0: Here's a clip. Here's a clip. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know, man. I was really excited to uh, be inside Jonah Hill's mouth. You know, it's one of the mouths I've always wanted to be inside. And I guess I got got excited. And
1: that's actually a quote from uh, DeezNuts.com. They were also <laughs> really happy to be in Jonah
0: Hill's mouth.
2: <laughs> what inspired you to shit inside his mouth as opposed to, like, on it?
0: Well, uh, you know, I it, I was really thinking from the perspective of the character. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I was really trying to get in the headspace of, I'm a goldfish in this office, really trying to make a difference in the world. What do I need to do to achieve that?
2: So was there any, like, trouble with the studio? Or what was the sort of
0: repercussions of that? Uh, Actually, Jonah loved it, man. He thought it was bold. Uh, You know, he, he thought it was new. It was different. <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, honestly, it was really was really a big deal because uh they gave me an extra thousand dollars to shit in his mouth <laughs> they were like hey good good plug good play let's do it
0: there's a there was a grip that was like i'll give you a i'll give you a grand to shit in jonah hill
1: it was it was it was under the table it was under the table <laughs> but jonah hill loved it so much afterwards like so got his beard tied, and he's got his
2: beard tied in like eight different sections. just laying his fucking balls, and he's just like, "Hey man, I'll give you a hundred dollars. You shit in that man's mouth."
1: And he went, "Make it a thousand. <laughs> hey, you got a
2: deal, but everybody, give me a hundred dollars.
1: They all were prepared to give that man a hundred dollars to be like, "Please God, if you're gonna shit in Jonah's oh mouth, it'll be God, hilarious." Lord. Get get smear some shit all over that goddamn man's veneers. <laughs> oh my God. Alright, and that was a clip from next week's episode. <laughs> so another another kind of a big talking point about it. Getting getting past like the rest of his quote that kind of we, we wanted to describe how Marvel kind of meets the requirement that he's trying to set for cinema. We also kind of need to discuss like cinema in general. Like why why does he think it's not mm-hmm. cinema? What makes something a part of cinema which I think is so strange that it's such a broad thing that he's kind of blanketing over that like it doesn't count as like how would a theme park yeah he's giving that a huge leap considering that it's a film how is it closer to a theme park than Mm -hmm. cinema when it comes to how cinema has progressed in general. I think it's like the very first film or whatever, or first horror movie that's in everybody's like history books was a 10 minute clip of like a train coming at the camera and people ran out of the studio and stuff. It's always so strange to then extrapolate on what came after that being basically uh, what um, Universal Studios and stuff like that started to create afterwards were Horror movies mm-hmm. were fantasy mm-hmm. movies with a lot of visual effects and uh, makeup effects to give you this fantastic thing to take you out of the real world to give you some, uh, give you an experience. Which started with Frankenstein, with the Wolf Man, mm-hmm. with all these horror movies that basically began the run. It began people's acting, directorial, film careers, and then it started to become diatribes on. Uh, people's characteristics and how it could be realistic stuff. like, But from the get-go, people tried to make stuff fantasy. From the beginning of cinema in general were people creating stories that were larger than life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like the, the reason why fucking zombies are huge right now, like still, but starting basically the blow-up in the 2000s was Night of the Living Dead and that became something later. Those weren't even zombies at the beginning. There was a, a, a creation of, I think there were ghouls back then, and then they started to become something else. It started out as like a voodoo thing, and then they, they turned into, uh, from Night of the Living Dead, they turned into undead um, undead people that like were slow moving to killing, and they all changed throughout history But everything had a beginning of trying to make stories that were larger than life. Mm -hmm. And then we got more of like character driven studies of like realistic characters. And so, how can you just assume that only one type of movie or one style of movie is considered cinema when the others are not, when they have every aspect that? A cinematic film should be even character driven things that aren't Scorsese that also even still consist of having Leo in it like uh Inception like that's character driven but completely fantasy right. with great acting great storytelling with a lot of visual effects of unnatural impossible things would that also be considered a theme park, right? But right, like instead, right. like, is that closer to a theme park than cinema? It's strange how you can come in the middle of the film industry and create a lucrative career in directing films, but then have your own stigma against what yeah. consists cinema. It's kind of like how old school rappers from like the '90s belittle new rappers now, and they're like, "That's not rap."
0: Mm.
1: It's like no shit changes
0: yeah. <laughs> like
1: everything evolves it had you possibly even as uh like or originally you as like something that inspired them to go forward or anything like that it's just crazy to me how people can make that claim that when they were doing it it was real shit right, and right. what you're doing now doesn't count it's super strange
0: yeah, I I we'll piggybacking off of that, dude. Like James Cameron did okay. um what's that from? Uh okay. Bandicoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um no, like re, like when James Cameron started talking shit on Marvel movies, I was like, are you like for real, dude? Like you like he made Avatar, dude. He and, and like Avatar and like not, not in the sense where it's no, like I mean here's the thing, I don't I don't like Avatar, but like I can acknowledge the feats that Avatar put off. Avatar in. Any Marvel movie are near identical in terms of like what you're creating, big budget, innovative VFX, and like some cool character stuff. But like for him to be like, nah, 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 what I'm doing is like real shit. It's like we we I think we have to stop coming at this from the place where it's like, oh, like I'm doing like I'm doing the real storytelling. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I mean, God, like, if you told me, if, if, if you made a movie about going to the grocery store, right, like, even if I was like, I don't I don't, I don't see, like, why the story is important, it's still your story, dude. Do You see what I'm saying? And, like, you can't, or whatever story you're trying to create, whatever story you're trying to tell, and it's obviously resonating with people. I mean, these movies, these movies would not be making money if they didn't resonate with people. There are tons of franchises that, are, that have tried to do what Marvel does, and they have bombed because people didn't, people weren't invested, people weren't interested, and so I think there's something to be said about, um... The fact that like this this shit is working and it's making money and like I get it's making I get it's making a lot of money but like come on like yeah' well, it's clearing your market for you. right exactly yeah. exactly
2: um and and so piggybacking off of one thing um you two both know what one of my favorite if not my favorite places in the world is and it is a
0: Universal Studios theme park
2: okay so like. What's bad about that? Like Martin Scorsese makes Martin Martin Scorsese makes movies for people whose favorite place is a police station. You know what I mean? Like people make movies for people whose favorite thing is whatever. Like yeah, it's 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 art. You know, I saw a clip of it was like a grab of uh, something from Shia LaBeouf's new episode of Hot Ones. Oh, very good episode. I haven't watched it yet, but I saw a little like grab of uh, Sean asked him, "Do you think such and such is art?" Right, and he goes, "Of course, everything that moves you is art." Right, exactly. And I was just like, "Oh shit!" I'm like right. I wanted to go show it to my boss and say, "Like, see, you're wrong." Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but it's for real. Like it's 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 not for everybody. Right. My boss will straight look me straight in the eye and say, "The Endgame is a bad movie," and I'm like, <sighs>
0: right, "You're right.
2: like, I can't compute what you're saying. Right. Like, I literally do. You just sound wrong. Like yeah. in my brain." But I'm biased, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that, and like you know, the thing with my DC friends, you know, it's like they recognize their biases when they talk about like Spider-Man: Homecoming and things like that. Like mm-hmm. they recognize it's like, you know, I think my shit doesn't sink, and it's because I love this shit because it resonates with me. There are You're people right, that right. Batman vs Superman really resonates with. There are yeah, people yeah, that man. really like Sucker Punch. Jeremy, I don't
0: like Sucker. Punch.
2: I know, I know you don't. And I know Eric probably no. doesn't either.
0: The Hat really you resonated. never seen it?
2: You should see it. But but see, yeah, there are people that hate Cat in the Hat, Jeremy. And I, I,
0: it's genuinely a brilliant. It's genuinely a brilliant movie. A brilliant movie. On another episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but but no, and then and then kind of piggybacking off of what you were talking about, one of the things that I think very seldomly, especially by <clears throat> the Academy, uh, never gets recognized is that. The VFX work that goes into the Marvel oh, movie movies is, is some of the best work that's done in the industry. It not only is industry standard, but it is it in in a lot of ways industry evolution. Yeah. You know, when you go by I mean, I encourage anybody that owns a Marvel movie, go watch some special features on some of those, especially if you have Doctor Strange. The stuff they mm. do on yeah. that movie was Yeah. Incredible and it was envelope pushing and it was new ways to represent environments and light scenes that were fully green and like I mean, crazy stuff, and it's like stuff they did for the first time on that movie, and that people have adopted. I mean, right, in, in, much in the way an Avatar or a Titanic or a you know whatever your biggest movie ever pff, fucking hell breaks these thi- breaks these barriers and breaks these walls and whatever and is revolutionary. And then by that same token, name another twenty three movie franchise. I wait. Yeah. I don't even. But uh, James Bond. I was gonna say the same thing.
0: That's
2: it. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Is always, there another one? all excited
0: for 007 Endgame? Are you excited for in that? <laughs> so game. But all even but, but
2: okay. But, but even so, over all the years, James Bond is now up to twenty yeah. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we got twenty three and ten. So yeah, we'll be at twenty five by the time the twenty fifth James Bond movie comes out, and then there will still be more.
0: I'm excited for
1: that. Uh, Thor: Eleven Thunder. Just saying. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think I think that that says something too. Like how we were talking about RDJ being who he was for ten years, and an Oscar, if it were to even come in the form of a nomination, makes sense at the end right. of his tenure. And then the only other franchise is James Bond, which has gone through so many evolutions. So many different bonds. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not even the same thing anymore. It's all basically reboots. D- yeah, different, different It's annuities. it's just continuing that. And again, very, way very more very stinkers in that franchise oh, than geez. Marvel. Yeah,
0: yeah. Die another day can yeah, yeah. kiss my ass. Yeah. Dude. So. What is it? Die another day with the, with Halle Berry. Oh, Fox? that's that's Halle with Pierce Brosnan too, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's probably guess, the worst that's one. Where he, one that's where he I shit you not like surfs the. Biggest wave I've ever seen, <laughs> and, and I, I don't even think Chris Brosnan is not green screened. It it it's atrocious, dude. It's atrocious. Uh, that's but a yeah. good song though, Madonna's a good song.
1: <laughs> so so <laughs> going from that too is like you you mentioned uh, understanding your own biases. Like I feel like most people don't like that when when they make broad statements like they do. It's them like given in to the understanding that they have a bias, whether that's I have a bias because I've seen all of them and I enjoy all of them and I debate all of them and you have a bias because you haven't seen any of them but it's people that don't understand that. Again, mm. it's it's that extra little layer of saying instead of I haven't seen them, that's not cinema. It's I haven't seen them and though and thus I don't have a real opinion.
0: Right. Like
1: and and so since I haven't seen them, I cannot g- give you a a real answer because i that's with things like this quote that i'm assuming he i mean i i hope that he for one isn't being attacked vehemently uh to but but in general also going through his own thoughts and be like damn like that probably wasn't fair right that wasn't a fair assessment that i gave and like even if he still continues to not watch them and still possibly saying like, I don't think that's like cinema. He changes it to like, that's not my style of cinema because mm-hmm. it's not right. what he makes. But again, right. that doesn't separate your cinema as being any different and thus the only form of cinema. Right. Like that's not the only thing. He's made multiple different movies that have even switched up like <laughs> genres. Even he did a documentary before the flood with, uh, Leo too, like oh that's a separate from anything else he has done, and so it's like, okay, is that not cinema because it's a documentary instead of like a character study? It's like following somebody talk about the environment. It's like no, a- a- any form of it is considered cinema. It is you're trying to do something with it, you're trying to show something with it. It is art, trying that. It's right. it's accomplishing those things, even if it's like Jer said. You're just going to the store that that's still cinema right. that's still right, stuff right, that right. you, you would go, go see store. that's still that's it's still art, man. yeah it's still uh, it moves somebody right it, even if it's the person that creates it
0: so and i want I want to give a quote from James Gunn where he quotes he quotes we did one of the articles that you know um List that one. Scorsese said, and he said, <clears throat> "Martin Scorsese is one of my top five live, top five favorite living filmmakers." I was outraged when people picketed *The Last Temptation of Christ* without having seen the film. I'm saddened that he now that he's now judging my film in the same way. That being said, I will always love Scorsese, be grateful for his contribution to cinema, and I cannot wait to see *The Irishman*. And I think I think that's I think that statement echoes sort of my statement, where like I don't love the guy any less. But I I, I do, Your official statement. yeah. That's my official statement. My name is Jeremy James Gunn. Um, but but um, you know, I I just think that like and like honestly, like I honestly I want to I want to give you guys, I want to give the listeners sort of like a test, right? I think that each of us should go find something that we were like, oh dude, fuck that! I'm never gonna see that. That's dumb. And watch it and like see what we think. If we still hate it, we hate it. If not, we not. But like you know, I I, I think. I th- I think that, that this has made me go, you know what? Fuck it. There's some shit I've been hella... I'm, I'm being hypocritical right now. I still haven't seen Venom. I talk shit on Venom all the time. So I need to see Venom. I'm going to see Venom. I'm going to see Venom. I'll let you guys know how it is next.
2: Venom, Venom. Um, yeah, and I still haven't technically rewatched Enchanted. So That's that true. can be mine.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I feel like I
1: I'm glad that any sort of your hypocrisy or other people's hypocrisy can hopefully be uh, uh, absorbed and like reexamined. Right. Um. It w- w- given your talk shit on venom all the time, it does not help the fact that the people around you also talk shit about it the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm like, I'm just gonna join them because yeah. I believe in their opinion. Right. Um. So my thing is probably gonna be, uh, and hopefully everyone else will follow suit. I will be to uh, ride the supercharged ride at uh, <laughs> Universal Studios, Fast and Furious. I'm yes, we're bringing it back, out. just to let you know, guys, uh, we are not sponsored by them, and I will <laughs> I'm assuming, never will be. Never will be. If they approach Shut me, up, <laughs> I hope
0: we are, If they so approach hard.
1: me, I'm letting you know now, no copy. I will not do any copy. I will say whatever yeah. I want about it. And but this is still me technically supporting you we're by so saying, "Go ride it. Really. Go write it. I'm promoting it by mentioning it all the time, and I'm telling you to go write it. And then you can write into the podcast and let me know uh, how right I am about how <laughs> garbage that ride is. Hey
0: man, ride or die. I'm just gonna
1: let you know right now Shut if up. <laughs> if if Martin Scorsese thinks that movie's a theme park, and we're putting supercharged in the same realm of a theme park. <laughs> That's not cinema. Okay, that's not yeah. That's not cinema, everybody. And I think is that the last note for everybody. Guess, no one else yeah, has really got sure. anything. I'm good for
0: sure.
1: I'm so glad I can um, wrap this up an again. An I'm so glad I can wrap this up again with giving the finger to that fucking ride. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm really mad I'm not able to go to Halloween horror nights. It's, like
0: they have a Ghostbusters experience. This they year. have
1: that one. They have. Uh, an Us ride, Isn't or an Us one. Excuse me?
2: Isn't there a Stranger Things
1: one? Or yeah, this is the second Stranger
0: Things what if one. What you get there, like, you buy your ticket, and then they fucking, like, look you up, and then they find someone that looks just like you to try to kill you. That's how the Us, that's how the us stuff works. That'd be cool.
1: Based on Universal's uh, past, <laughs> past things that they've done, um, I wouldn't believe they would oh, ever God. do something like that.
0: I want to close out with one more thing. Oh, Everybody a Scorsese movie to make a, a a theme park ride out of. Uh, I'm gonna oh, go. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go straight up. I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go with Gangs of New York. I just think it should just be a brawl. And if you come out, you come out. If you don't, like, you die there. But we give you a marked grave.
2: The Departed. Are you a co-op?
0: <laughs> are you a co-op? <laughs>
1: Are you a cop? It's,
0: it's just people getting thrown off fucking buildings the whole time. <laughs> they they
1: suit they suit you up, give you a mustache and toss you.
0: Then Mark Wahlberg Sorry. berates you for an hour and a half and it's like, cool are you down?
1: He's got bags on his shoes. He's just wandering around <laughs> <He's got
0: bags laughs> if, you, if you make it to the end, you you, you don't you never win. You if you get to the end, yeah, Mark Wahlberg walks in and when those like little like Clean suits and just blows your brain. Down. Just
1: blasts you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'd still be, I'd be dead and be like, better than supercharged. Next, <laughs> next episode, we discuss the rat. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, the best one would probably be Quaaludes, uh, uh, Lamborghini drive.
0: Yo,
1: I, I, yes. <laughs> just, just force you to take Quaaludes and I put you in a Lamborghini that, and say have fun <laughs> or sits you down next to Jonah Hill as a fish is shitting in his mouth and force you to do crack cocaine or,
0: or raging bull rider where like young Robert Near just beats the shit out of you
1: <laughs> you go no, that, that's basically just little Mac you run in there and you have to go through a whole list of people to try to beat each other yeah. up is that that's Nintendo right yeah what do you think they should do that in Nintendo world isn't that tight. coming soon
0: <laughs> dude that'd be fucking sick they should put they should put his character in punch out Robert Downey character in Punch-Out, that'd be cool. Dude, Punch-Out 3. He is black and white.
1: <laughs> yeah, like. the whole the whole sequence turns black and white. Like, you get the training montage right. instead of him wearing, like, a pink jumpsuit. It's just black and white, exactly. and you're like, what's happening? And it's like the Raging Bull. Joe Bulls. Pesci's
0: in the corner telling you that he's sleeping with your wife. Spoiler alert for Raging Bull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks.
1: <laughs> Spoiler alert for uh, Supercharged. Joe Pesci slept with your wife. <laughs> That's what makes it even worse. It's that extra little bit of notification that Joe Pesci's got a super dong. (laughs) I don't know, dude. This is the end of the podcast. I can cut this at any point. (laughs) (laughs) But will I? know? All right. That's it, everybody. We're all finished up. Signing off. Uh, Go see a movie. Go ride a ride. Uh, Marvel's great.